Hi, I'm Tori Maguire. And I'm Chris Payne. And we are HuffPost Humans. Hopefully you are too. Welcome to the second episode of our new weekly podcast, HuffPost Humans. This podcast, presented by the HuffPost Australia team, is about how human beings relate to themselves, each other and the world. There'll be no experts, just humans, lots of them. Every Thursday morning, we'll land on your favourite podcast platform. If you think you're a HuffPost human, drop us a line at inbox at huffingtonpost.com.au with the word podcast in the subject line. This week's episode is called Being 14. Like a lot of our upcoming episodes, it was inspired by a blog post on HuffPost Australia. This one by a young man named Luke. Luke's post about being 14 in 2016 was so funny and honest and disarming and kept popping up in my Facebook feed months after it was published. Shared by parents craving some insights into their teenager's world. Yeah, we wanted to learn more about what it's like being 14 in this modern age of Instagram and Facebook. And so it was really cool to listen to Luke and Josh and their friend Piper about all that. And they they were really open about things like first love and first kisses and school and fears of the future and how they relate to their parents. It probably helped that Kayla started the discussion by reading from her own diary from when she was 14. I had two recurring thoughts during this reading. Wow, Kayla was confident about boys and thank God no one's ever going to hear my diary. (laughs) Did you ever keep a diary, Chris? I didn't, uh, thankfully, because I think it'd be really, really embarrassing. I just cringe even looking back at photos of being 14 when I looked like a completely different human. Um, and we didn't have Facebook either, thank God. Oh, thankfully. There's it's, no permanent record of the yeah. haircuts. I couldn't imagine. It's funny, um, talking about this episode, a lot of parents have said to me, oh, God, I, like that sounds terrifying. I don't think I want to listen. But I think that's really the wrong approach. I think the more we know about what our teenagers are thinking and the pressures that are on them and what they're going through, the better. One thing I thought was really cool in this episode was um, hearing them talk about the future and they're forming their understanding of their place in the world and how the world's changing. And I kind of forget that part of being 14. I remember all the awkwardness and the, all the homework and, you know, wanting to be cooler than I am and going to parties with friends and stuff like that, but not starting to be a young grown-up. The other thing is that I've noticed amongst my peers that even the people who everyone would have thought was cool at school they didn't think so at the time like no one in high school thinks they're cool everyone thinks everyone else is cool and they are the losers and it's a really interesting thing to learn as an adult because you just spend your whole time looking at other people going oh wish I could be like them and they were doing exactly the same thing so here's Luke Josh and Piper on being 14 starting with a diary entry from Kayla Dengade Hi, my name's Kayla from the Huffington Post Australia, and today I'm here with three 14-year-olds. I've got Piper, I've got Luke and Josh, and just remember what it's like being 14. I've also brought my diary from when I was that age, and I never thought I would read this out loud, but you know, you guys are all going to be sharing stories with me, so I thought I'd start by sharing myself. Um, Here goes. And just remember, you are definitely allowed to laugh at me here. Okay. All right. Dear Diary, a lot has happened since, the, since my last entry. We've started hanging out with the Year 11 guys and going to parties. We've been to three parties in two weeks. There's this really cute guy. I think he's called Mark. And he was totally after me at this party. It was just one of those things where I sensed that he was sort of kind of into me. And then he followed me around. 
Now that I think back on it, I don't know why I didn't get with him. Jessa left our group suddenly this week, and she thinks that she's so much better than everyone. It annoys me. Oh, geez, I was acting like such an idiot around that Brian guy at the party, and I don't know why. What I'm going to do is act really placid around him now. I've got a very small vibe that Ira likes me as well, but I'm going to keep him at bay by not being too flirty with him because I do not like him. Valentine's Day is coming up soon, and I so wish someone would do something for me. They might, but chances are pretty short. I'd love to get a rose or something like that. Oh, geez, I'm so cut up about acting weird around Brian. I mean, he still likes me, but I acted like an idiot. Anyway, great news. Tanya's getting over Nathan and her crush. So hooray for that. I'll leave it on a good note. See ya. Love, Kayla. All right. <laughs> when, when do you need your friends the most, 2014? Uh, I think before, like, assessments and stuff, because especially at my school, everyone freaks out, so that means you freak out, and then you get to freak out together, which is, I guess that's more fun than freaking out by yourself. Uh, Most people think you need a friend to get through life. It's true, but at this age, friends are mostly for laughter and someone to hang around at lunch. When you go through um, finished school, that's when friends come in. But right now, you look for uh, look to your parents for praise and everything like that. Yeah, um, yeah. I, well, I've got friends um, that could help me with things, but yeah, I um, for tests maybe I didn't study. For example, I had a science test yesterday, and um, like 30% of your mark goes with your study sheets you have to hand in and I didn't finish it so I had some friends who gave me their sheets so um, I could finish it off which is good but yeah like what Luke said it's like friends at this age especially boys all about mucking around fun stuff like that hanging yeah hanging out yeah. What about fights between friends? I know in my diary entry I was talking about being annoyed that a friend had left the group. Does that happen all the time? Oh my god, yes. So it's like at my school it is terrible. Everyone has beef with everyone. No one likes anyone. In my year, just no one likes anyone. Like we have a group of our friend group is like 30 people strong and half of them don't like the other half and then some of them in that half don't like each other and it's terrible. <laughs> that sounds like politics. It's worse than politics. Like, it's so bad. And how do you navigate that? Well, there's, like, a close six of us who, like, don't really have any beef with each other and we're just, like, cool. So I guess that works. And when there's a big fight kind of blowing up, is that something that makes you feel bad, you know, after school? Does it continue on or...? Yeah, it continues on online most of the time. It really depends if it's a physical fight with boys, but... Yeah, usually it's just, yeah, beef, just talking crap yeah, about we each other. Ha- there are not many groups at our school, but there's, like, kind of an, um, kind of like a mainstream group. Then there's this basketball group called the Blue Thunder. They're not popular. Not many people like them. They're, like, rejects. Yeah, so if people don't like our group or get bullied in our group, they go straight to Blue Thunder where they're all accepting and go, oh, don't worry, you can join our group, pretty much. And where did the name come from? 
<laughs> the basketball team. That's the basketball team, and they all think they're really cool, but they're all really cringy and stuff. But yeah, then there's the popular group, but they're all really nice. Yeah. Oh, they're nice to me, I guess. But yeah, like I'm fine. I could go in any group, I reckon. But um, actually, maybe not the Doctor Who's. The Doctor Who's? I don't know about this group. Oh well, do they sit under the staircase? They're, oh, they've got. Two divisions. They've got the staircase, and then they've got the library sitters, and they sit on these blue chairs and read books or play chess on the iPad. And a lot of them are really funny, but some of them are a bit emo and yeah, stuff like that. <laughs> and are there certain places that you will sit at lunch and places that's not your territory? You guys were talking about divisions oh, yeah. before? Yeah. Um, we... If we go into the basketball court, that's where the Blue Thunders are. Um, we're not scared, but we take a little bit of precaution. Yeah, because a lot of those kids, well, they think they're big, but really, if you do anything to them, they will tell the principal. So you really need to be careful because it has happened a lot. Um, yeah, but besides that, not too much. Is it the same for you at, at your school and yeah. lunchtime? So everyone has their own designated, like all the years have their own designated spots. And like in our like area, like each group has a de- designated area. So my group, we sit in front of the lockers and then squad, who's the popular group, they sit out near like a house and then everyone else just sits anywhere. And they're called squad? Yeah, they're called squad. Um, yeah. And does your group have a name? No. <laughs> How would you guys describe in your own words this age for you? Oh, it's definitely an age defined by... Uh, you're defined by the amount of followers you have on Instagram and your popularity. hate to say it, but it's true. Do you agree? Yeah, but I think it's a lot of fun being 14. Yeah, definitely. And your thoughts? Uh, you're kind of defined by, like, then again, like, how popular you are, how many followers you have, but also how smart you are. Like, yeah. And that's an interesting distinction. Are the smart people the popular people? Well, there are some girls who are considered smart that are popular, but generally most of the smart people aren't. That's interesting. And what what does it take to be popular then? Uh, You have to do something. It's almost like... To get into the popular group, you have to do something funny, naughty, or, yeah, something that would make everyone laugh. So, for instance, um, you could do something to the teacher, you could uh, pull faces while you're on the bus to other people outside. It's just something that could make everyone like you. Yeah, sure thing. And in terms of getting those likes on Instagram, what does it mean when you click like on someone's picture? It doesn't really mean anything to me. Is it just something that you just see a picture and you do it or? Uh, It's just, yeah, it's in my mind. I just tap, like the photo. And what types of pictures do you guys put on your Instagrams? Mainly, oh, just mainly, I don't post too much. It's whenever I go on holidays, I usually do it, or I'm out doing something fun yeah. with friends or something, yeah. Yeah, I don't post that much, but when I do it, it's either a holiday or some fun experience that I've had. And what social media accounts are you on? I have Tumblr, Snapchat, Instagram, and I think I have Twitter, but I don't really use it. <laughs> 
And how much time do you sort of spend on these different platforms? Well, like, depends on, like, the day and how much homework and what I have on. But, like, sometimes I spend, like, four hours on it just sitting on it. But other times it's, like, two or three minutes just kind of, like, scrolling through everything. And how, how do you guys feel when you're on your social media accounts? I don't know. I guess I feel interested because otherwise I'd be, like, bored out of my brain. But, no. Uh, kind of wasteful. I could have gone outside, uh, done some homework, but instead I spent like a whole amount of time on social media. Do people follow you that you don't actually know personally? <laughs> um, yes, I do have quite a few followers that um, I don't know at all, but they don't seem... They seem fine and, yes, they like my photos. <laughs> That's not the main point, I guess. But I am private. I don't let everyone follow, um, follow me. And there's some weird people who follow me, so I just block them. So. Yeah. And when you say some weird people follow you, what type of interactions has, has that been? Well, there's a lot of... I don't know. There's a lot of weird people. Let's say, okay, one thing, I do not accept anyone under 12. Just like you just look at their bio and it says something like YOLO or poo or something. It's just, <laughs> it's just not. I think oh, this thing, they're so cool, stuff like that. But um, yes, I do go with some weird people. Like oh, probably some weird old men <laughs> pretending to be younger people. You can tell by their they just their profile pic and everything like that. And I guess that's the thing about social media. You've got your friends and your family, but there's also the potential for, you know, all sorts of people to be on there. Um, And I suppose that's a big worry for adults. You know, they they worry about their kids and whether they're being asked to send pictures or anything along those lines. Have you guys ever experienced someone asking you for information on social media or anything along those lines? You have. Yeah. The Wait, Indian kid. Oh, there's a lot of Indians trying to match me just to be friends with Australians. Um, I mean, at the start, you kind of think, oh, I'm just going to block him, or sometimes I just want to kind of muck around with them. But, I mean, they just want to be your friend, but some of them, I think, take it a bit too far and ask where you live, um, picture of your body, something like that, that you do not want. How do you respond when, when one of those requests comes through? Oh, it really depends. If, it's, if they're really nice, I say, oh, just no thanks, and maybe block them after that. But, I mean, if they're a bit rude, I don't know. It's just, I'll just straight away block. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. There's, like, definitely alarm bells ringing when someone asks for a, a picture of your body, especially yeah. someone you don't know. Yeah. What do you guys talk about when, you know, you come home from school, you've been with your buddies all day, yeah. you come home and keep chatting. What what more is there to chat about? Um, oh, well, most of the time it's just gossip, and we, if someone did something naughty in class or did really bad on the test, we'd go and chat about it. Uh, yeah, it's about it. Yeah. Oh, we just we just talk about the most random things that happen or send them photos of weird things. Yeah. We just have fun on there. Yeah. What about you? Uh yeah, gossiping about people I guess and then 
kind of just trying to insult each other the most. Yeah. Oh, definitely. <laughs> we just, oh, like just a minute, oh, just a few minutes ago, they would, oh, we'd just make fun of each other and they were sending photos of me. Do you have any examples? Or anything or, yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. When, especially one of my friends, he has big teeth. <laughs> so, and he's got braces now, but when he was younger, he had a huge teeth. So all my friends always um, send photos of him when he was younger. <laughs> sure thing. So it's play, playful teasing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they don't get, really, they don't get angry. We're just joking around. Well, they will get angry maybe, but they won't. They'll get you fun. back. Yeah. Josh used to have long hair. Not that long ago, but it looked really funny, so he'd just send it right back at him. Yeah. Sure thing. And does that ever stray into, like, someone feeling genuinely hurt or that kind of online bullying side of things? Like, it doesn't really, but if it did, I wouldn't know because, like, nobody really says anything about it, I guess. Sure thing. And you guys agree? Yeah, yeah. They know it's not really hurtful and they don't mean it. Yeah. And do you ever feel unsafe or like you might have revealed too much information to a stranger or anything like that? Sometimes. But, yeah, that's, I think, later, like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have said that. But no, not really. Yeah, if I humiliate someone too far, that's it. Afterwards, I realise that I've done too much damage. Sure. Sometimes I gossip a bit too much, so sometimes I feel a bit bad about it, but I just kind of hope no one tells anyone. <laughs> sure thing. It's, I think it's the same for teenagers worldwide. I'm wondering, do, do 14-year-olds fall in love? Do you think it's, it's love that 14-year-olds feel? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably something on everyone's mind right now. Mm-hmm. And can I ask, do any of you have crushes or boyfriends or girlfriends? No. Nope. No? Yeah, you do, like. No, oh. I don't. No, I seriously 100% don't. Okay. What about you, Pfeiffer? Nah. What does a guy do when he's got a crush on someone? Oh, no, it's too much. We're too scared of the rejection that everyone yeah, will be faced. You keep it a secret. Then you might tell one of your mates and then they'll think of, oh, maybe you should do this and that. But, yeah, um, yeah I've got some friends who've had some that have not lasted <laughs> and when you say not lasted is this like all within the space of a lunch hour or oh well yes and sometimes just a week or anything like don't even talk just you know, via for messages attention. and attention yeah so talking via messages is that like if you're not quite brave enough to talk to someone in person is that what you do yeah that's something that i would do i'd probably just go for the messages i'm too scared to talk to them up close and also i'd be pretty scared to face breakups and i'll probably probably be too scared to end it can i ask you about first kisses <laughs> maybe that's a no i don't know in year two i had like eight boys kiss me in one year it was a bit weird but yeah <laughs> what about you guys first kisses is it yeah but they'll probably cheap no <laughs> Probably crappy ones. Okay. So maybe the first big romantic kiss oh, is still no, to come. Oh, no, it's still to come. <laughs> Most of them are just dares and, and, yeah, of course you can't turn down a dare. Yeah, just, just to have fun about it, but no. 
So in the future, what do you guys think about one day finding the right person and getting married and having kids? Does, does that interest you? Uh, I don't really want kids at the moment. I have no interest in it. Don't really want kids. I think I'll be a terrible parent. Poor <laughs> thing. What about you guys? I definitely think, uh, yeah, of course, of course I'll get married and I'd love kids, but uh, I don't think it's the right time to think about it. I think at the most school is more important, but later on, I'm, yeah, well, right now I'm considering it, but yeah, later on I'll definitely get married and have kids. Yeah, I always think about it. Don't know why, but yeah, I would like a big family, kids. Yeah, like five or four kids, something like that. That's like a basketball team, just ready to go. (laughs) Yeah, I always think of having a family for some reason, but yeah, I don't know. Now, in terms of the kind of the big picture, you know, you're teenagers, but you're living in Sydney, Australia, you know, it's 2016. How do you feel about the future in terms of things like climate change and the economy and some of those kind of big, scary ideas? Like, I'm not really worried about climate change because I'll, like, probably be dead by the time it gets bad. So that's not really a concern of mine. But I guess... I don't really... mm, Economy might be changing a bit because Bitcoin will probably come in pretty soon. But that's about it. And if if Bitcoin did become, you know, the global global sort of currency, what... How would you see the future changing? Well, Bitcoin, like, it's... Like, exchange rate is really high for, like, everyone. So I guess I'd be a bit worried because, I don't know, you're going to need to become really rich. <laughs> That's life. <laughs> what about you guys? What do you think about those those big picture kind of fears and thoughts for the future? Uh, I know that the climate is getting worse and I am, I am pretty worried about it because my like, generations below us, my kids, kids, kids and so on, maybe won't be able to go out camping, go for a bush walk. Instead, they'll be stuck on their virtual reality games all day and won't be able to see the earth that I lived on. Yeah, definitely. And what what's sort of your fears in the, the bigger picture? No, I don't have too much fears, but, yeah, basically the same as Luke. Yeah, I'd want my kids and to enjoy the world... Yeah, go camping, all these holidays, ventures, stuff like that. But, yeah, I don't, I have no idea. But I think, yeah, it's going to get definitely worse in the next 50 years. Adults will look at your generation and say, you're the future, you're a hope. Do you feel like like your generation might be the generation to, you know, stop using single-use plastics or stop using fossil fuels or make those dramatic changes to your life? Uh, I know there are a few things we need to change, such as, yeah, plastic is probably the worst. I know some countries, such as Indonesia, they're going to ban plastic as a whole in 2018, so they're making a big step. And um, also, I think one of the biggest is drugs, Um particularly for us teenagers, but also for the whole world's economy. Um, Drugs are a big problem and uh, people are facing big difficulties. As a 14-year-old, are drugs part of your world? Do friends get offered them? Is that... Definitely. 
I know I've got friends who definitely have been involved with drugs and you see a lot, like I've got a kid in my soccer team who I know is is very popular in this area um, for drugs because everyone thinks, oh wow, he's really cool how he's a drug dealer and he doesn't really care, he drinks alcohol, stuff like that. Yeah, I think, yeah, at our age, everyone wants drugs and stuff. And why, why do people want drugs? Oh, it's all popularity. As I said before, this age is uh, defined by followers. I, I seriously don't care about drugs and I'm not going to follow anyone, I mean, as in, like, be friends with anyone that's involved uh, with drugs. So, yeah, I just don't want to be a part of it. Yep, sure thing. Yeah, I'm the same. I have no interest in drugs. I don't care if I say no and I'm not popular anymore. But, like, it's just I have no interest in it. it like, it'll, like, just ruin your whole life from now on if you start taking them now. And what about alcohol? When you're at parties or out with friends, does does that factor in? Does someone bring along a bottle of something? Like, even if they did and they offered me some, I'd still say no because, like, there's plenty of time for that later and 14 is just too young to be doing that. Yeah, um, if someone brought anything, like one of my friends, everyone would probably go and uh, bash him up and say, you're not cool for doing this, and we all respect that. Well, yeah, if one of my friends brought it, I reckon we'd be like, oh, yeah, that's so cool. <laughs> I might have a little sip or anything or something like that, but, I mean, I wouldn't want to feel like I have to do it because... I do not want to end up being in alcohol or drugs at a really young age. Through our conversation, school keeps coming up and that stress of exams and assignments. Is it is it too much for a young person? Or well, like, not compared to the older years who have, like, heaps of work. But, yeah, I guess it's a lot. Like, when you say a lot, how much of your time is spent doing homework or being at school or thinking about school? I guess all my time is being, like, spent thinking about school, but, like, I go to school for, like, eight hours a day or something, and then I do homework every night for, like, one to two hours. So, I mean, that's a lot. And then with sport and sleep and everything else in between, it's not enough time. Um, I know that the upper years, they get a lot more homework. I still think that um, we get too much homework because... It doesn't give us enough time to relax and do whatever makes us happy. Yeah, like, it just puts more stress on us. Like, we might, like, I sometimes think when I've got all this homework, I don't even do it because I'm too stressed out. And you've just, yeah, and, yeah, exactly. So... Once I get stressed out, I usually do what I want, but then leave the homework behind, which is really bad. So I might do a little bit, but yeah. So what about moods? You know, teenagers are notorious for feeling down for no reason or, or you know, feeling, feeling sad and not quite being able to cope. Do you guys ever have moments where you're just, you're just not yourself for a period of time? I mean, yes, but, like, it's, I don't really have it as much as everyone else. No, I, 
I well, I do have times, but it's the same with everyone else. I think that's just a really big stereotype that teens are moody. I mean, some are, but that's the same with adults. Some adults are moody as well. Yeah, basically the same. Well, see, I don't think I get very moody. I think I just... Yes, <laughs> you do. No, but I actually don't think you do, Luke. But anyway... Well, right now... Well, what do you what do you do if if you do feel yourself kind of feeling a bit bad about something that happened in the day or feeling a bit down? I will just go tomorrow's a new day, and unless it's really bad, and I will probably won't sleep. Um, yeah, I'll just go. I'll fight that person tomorrow, or you know, probably not that far, but yeah, it's a new day. I don't really think, yeah, that's a new day, but, yeah, I still worry about it. But when it comes, always turns out fine. I always overthink. And, it, like, say there's an assignment due that I maybe haven't done or I need more time, and then we have a sub. And that's, like, the best feeling ever. Yeah. Bit of free time. Yeah. Uh, I go find chocolate. So all the year, like every year, year ten sell chocolate. So you just go and buy some, and then you feel heaps better. That's some good coping strategies right there. I'm interested in what advice you'll have for yourself when you're an adult. You know, when you're in your twenties and thirties, what what do you hope you'll become, and and what do you hope that future version of you will know about you now? Oh, probably most importantly, uh, don't write a diary. <laughs> That's good advice. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm going to go by that, and I haven't written one yet. With job-wise, everything's going to change when we're older. Um, I reckon I have to think really creatively and, yeah, see what happens. Um, yeah. Do you know what job would be good for you? I don't know. I'm always into design, especially with houses and stuff. Like, I'm always, like, architecture and stuff, but... I don't know. I might think of something different I would want to be when I'm older. But, yeah, I reckon a lot of jobs now which are really popular are just all going to go down. So a lot of people will be thinking to be, say, I don't know, um, a builder or something. I'm not sure. And now you've got robots for it and there's all these new jobs that um, you could have and... Yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, everything's the world's changing. Change. Yeah. And what about you? What sort of advice and hopes do you have for yourself as an adult? I don't really know. Maybe just kind of like keep all your like all of your paths open for like career wise. Like, if you don't like something, just change or you know just keep your eyes open because there might be something even better coming up. Definitely. Well, you guys have been incredibly light enlightening about the world of a 14-year-old. So thank you so much for answering all of these awkward questions. Uh, we really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for joining us for our second episode of HuffPost Humans. Next week, HuffPost Australia blog editor Chris Harrison dives into a topic that has a lot of light and shade. The episode is called Laughter is Medicine, and Chris has sat down with three really talented and open comedians to talk about how there is comedy in darkness. You can subscribe to HuffPost Humans in the iTunes store 
or find it on our website, huffingtonpost.com.au. And if you think you're a HuffPost human or you know someone who might be, drop us a line at inbox at huffingtonpost.com.au with the word podcast in the subject line. Thanks for listening.